When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zipline through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Peak Northwest, an outdoors and travel podcast by The Oregonian and Oregon Live, dedicated to the adventure and exploration of our beautiful Pacific Northwest. I'm Jamie Hale. And I'm Vicki Connor. Together, we take you to some of the most beautiful and interesting destinations in our region, discussing where to go, what to do, and places to see. And today, we're headed to the suburbs of Portland, finding some outdoor getaways that are a little closer to home. That's right, Vicky. You know, people like to go out to Mount Hood or the Columbia River Gorge or the Oregon Coast to find places to get outside, but there are actually a ton of great parks and trails within the Portland metropolitan area that folks might overlook and not think about going to. Yeah, and those are great gems, especially when you you know you don't feel like driving a whole long way, and uh, maybe you're in a time crunch. These are perfect places to hit up. Yeah, or maybe if you don't want to fill up your car with $80 of gas, um, you know, want to spend a little bit less money on gas, great options here. Exactly. And we talked a little bit about this a few episodes ago, but honestly, with the gas prices, you can never have too many options (laughs) for nearby adventures. Exactly. Vicky, the impetus of this is I have been working on the last couple of years, really, on this suburban hiking guide, just sort of a larger guide to some of the best hikes and parks around the Portland metropolitan area. And I know that can kind of be more broadly defined um, to multiple different counties. But for this, I'm, I'm focusing on sort of the four main counties that encompass that metropolitan area. So we're talking about Multnomah County, Clackamas County, Washington County, and then Clark County across the river in Washington. What's the longest drive that you're making to reach some of these places? I mean, that's hard to say, right, with with traffic. I mean, if you want to drive over to Clark County, you know, say on a Wednesday morning, you can get over there. Like from my house in North Portland, I can be across the river in, you know, seven, ten, seven, ten minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're doing that exact same drive at rush hour, uh, in the evening, it's going to take you maybe half an hour. So it's really hard to say with the traffic in Portland. But I mean, you can expect maybe anywhere from 15 or 20 minutes to 30 or 40 minutes, depending on traffic and depending on how far out there you want to go. Got it. Got it. Well, admittedly, I know that I haven't been to a lot of these suburban hikes that we're about to talk about. But I know that there are, there are definitely days when I wake up like on the weekend, and I don't feel like traveling way too far. So mm-hmm. I'm excited to hear about some places that will have some options for me. Awesome. Well, I figured, you know, let's go to county by county and pick out, you know, I think about two hikes per county. It's a nice way to kind of just get an idea of, of what we're kind of looking at here. 
So uh, let's just start off with Multnomah County. Multnomah County, where Portland is, and kind of a weird county in that it's long and, and encompasses a lot of different area. So if we go on one extreme end of Multnomah County, up the Columbia River to the east, you can go to Oxbow Regional Park. And we've talked about Oxbow a number of times on the podcast here, so I won't necessarily get into all the ins and outs of it. But this is a, a really awesome spot to go hiking with some old growth forest, as well as some Sandy River Beach along the Sandy River itself. Um, so if you want to get some beach time, if you want to get some forest time, do any fishing, do any tubing, this is a really nice spot to go. And then on the, the far other side of Multnomah County, up of the Columbia River to the west, you have, of course, Safi Island. Um, really, really popular spot on warm, sunny days in the summertime, especially with all of its beaches. But Safi Island also has a bunch of places to hike. So there are a few different spots there um, on the island itself where you can find really nice hiking trails. So um, I know there's the Warrior Point hike, which takes you to a small lighthouse at the north end of the island. Um, there's the Wapato Greenway, which is a nice place to hike. And then the Oak Island Trail is a really nice area to find um, just some nice little hikes down greenways or through forests or, you know, up to lakes with little uh, mountain views. I should say big mountain views, uh, mm -hmm. Mount St. Helens and some other peaks. It's just such a, I think, a really nice place to go. Um, you know, whether you're looking for a pumpkin patch or you're looking for a beach or if you're looking for a place to hike. The hikes that you mentioned, what's the mileage look like on Savi Island hikes? Is it something where if you're looking to do a longer one, you might have to, you know, hit up a few different trails? Is it something like that? You know, they're they're mostly pretty short. So the Oak Island loop hike is about three miles. Um, the Wapato Greenway, again, it's a loop hike, is about two miles. The longest one is the Warrior Point hike, um, and that's about seven miles out and back. Um, so that one's a little bit longer, but all of these are really, really flat hikes and mostly easy. Um, mm -hmm. you're not going to see a lot of elevation gain. I mean, it's right on the river. It's an Island. Um, there's not yeah. a lot of hills to climb. Um, and it, but these, this is also not a place where you can sort of connect trails. You kind of have to do these little independent hikes where you can get them because in between them, you have a lot of sort of this mucky, marshy island wilderness mm. that um you don't want to get out lost in uh, so speaking no. of someone who's gotten lost out there before <laughs> it's not super fun don't want to be wading through that no <laughs> well that sounds great and honestly those flat trails can be super nice if whether you're hiking or maybe if you're a novice trail runner like i am i love a flat trail those are great yeah Exactly. And that's kind of, and that's what we see a lot of in the suburbs are a lot of these flatter trails for the most part, um, mm -hmm. or places that give very little elevation gain. So I mean, if we move down to Clackamas County, we'll see exactly the same kind of thing. So, um, one of these two hikes I wanted to pull out is Mount Talbert, which is a really popular spot to go. Um, I hear lots of friends talk about, you know, going out to Mount Talbert, um, hiking up to the summit. There's a nice little loop trail there. Um, again, we talked about climbing to the top. It, it's not really a huge hike. We're talking about, you know, about 700 feet of elevation gain. So nothing too crazy. There's this three mile loop hike that takes you mount, around Mount Talbert through the woods, um, along some boardwalks, maybe past some wildflowers. Um, it's a really pretty hike there. Awesome. And is that kind of similar to Mount Tabor in that it's also like, uh, an extinct volcano? 
That's right. It's one of these uh, extinct cinder cones from the boring lava field. Um, so there's, you know, basically anywhere that's called a mountain or a butte in the Portland area, um, odds are good that that is one of these cinder cones. So yeah, you know, Powell Butte is another one. Rocky Butte is another one. Um, basically any large hill in the area is most likely an extinct volcano. Yeah. It's just like a fun fact of the area that that is like that. And <laughs> it's awesome that you can just wake up and be like, ah, I think I'm going to go climb some volcanoes or some, some volcanic cones today. <laughs> exactly. This is like a thing that I think we don't talk about enough in the Pacific Northwest. And this is a whole maybe topic for another episode, but we really <laughs> are like volcano people here. We are surrounded by active volcanoes, extinct volcanoes. Our whole mm -hmm. landscape was shaped by volcanoes. And I think that's just a really cool um, aspect that we don't really, we don't really talk about, especially when we call things mountains, we call things buttes. We don't really think about their volcanic history. Totally, totally. All right. So what else, what else in Clackamas County do we have? Okay. Well, so the second one is, this, it's actually a new place that just opened over this past winter. Um, this is another, uh, a new park operated by Metro called Newell Creek Canyon. And this is just a really cute little peaceful hike there in Oregon City. So if you go basically just south of downtown Oregon City, you'll get to this little place and it, it's right off of the highway. Um, it's basically nestled between a four lane highway and a strip mall and some neighborhoods. So it's really right in, in the thick of things um, in Oregon City. But once you kind of dip into the woods there, it's this really sweet little place to go hiking or mountain biking. So there's no like big views here or any like major natural attractions. There's a little tiny waterfall in there, which is cute, um, but nothing mm -hmm. to sort of write home about on its own. Um, but there's a nice like, you know, three or four miles of trails in there. And if you're on a mountain bike, you can make a sort of a nice winding loop out of it. Um, if you're a hiker, you can do sort of an in and out hike. Um, and it's, I think it's one to say it's about um, three and a half miles or so. Um, just kind of go through the woods, cross some little bridges, see some ferns, um, sit on a bench. It's a really sort of nice, serene place to just get into nature right there in Oregon City. Yeah, I'm looking at pictures of it right now, and it definitely looks like a place where I can just be completely surrounded by ferns and mossy trees. And it looks awesome. Exactly. That's exactly right. So let's move on to Washington County. What are we hiking over there? You're going to kind of hear the same kind of hikes, very similar stuff, you know, especially to, to what we just talked about in Clackamas County. So Clackamas County has Mount Talbert. Washington County has Cooper Mountain. And it's another sort of similar kind of hike where it's this mountain where you get, you know, about 300 feet of elevation gain. There's a nice loop trail around it some pretty views, some, you know, open savanna area and some uh, forested areas as well. Um, again, just a really nice place to get out into nature with some easier family-friendly trails. Um, mm -hmm. And that's, it's just, again, another nice spot just to get out into nature without having to go all the way out, you know, into the, the farther reaches of, of Oregon. Got it. And so how far away is this from like downtown Beaverton. So it's about 15 minutes away from what you might consider sort of like downtown Beaverton. Um, of course, it's a suburb. So depending on where you live in Beaverton or where you're coming from, that's going to change a little bit. But it's basically just sort of southwest from that main area um, right off 217. So, you know, it it's not like right in the thick of things as much as some of the other hikes are. It's kind of out a little bit more towards some of the wine country. Um, 
Mm-hmm. But I mean, I think it's definitely, again, right on the outskirts of the town itself. Yeah. And honestly, that could be really perfect for when you're feeling like getting out of your own little neighborhood and, you know, being a little bit further removed mm-hmm. than uh, where you're living. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, with, with so many people living in these suburban areas, um, and we'll talk about this a little bit later on the episode here, but you, you really have these places, even when they're just a little bit farther out, um, really no matter where they are, these are places that you're going to see a lot more people coming to because they're, again, right in the thick of these neighborhoods. Um, so, right. you know, for a lot of people out there, it's their convenient neighborhood hike. And that makes it a little bit different from some of the hiking experiences we're used to dealing with. Okay, so what else in Washington County do we have? So the other one I want to pull out is Tualatin Hills Nature Park. Um, Folks who live in Beaverton, I'm sure know this spot. Um, I rolled up there on like a Thursday morning and it was was pretty packed. It wasn't completely full, but it was pretty packed. Very large parking lot. um, A really nice nature center right there with some um, exhibits for kids and a little gift shop. Um, And it's this little kind of winding maze of trails that run through this forested area along Beaverton Creek. Um, The trails were, a lot of them were paved um, or they were sort Mm -hmm. of really compacted well. So this is a really nice spot if you are someone who uses a wheelchair or um, a walker or if you want to push a stroller, uh, anything like that. It's a really nice place where you can find sort of these easier, well-graded, um, flatter trails. Uh, it's a really, really great spot for basically hikers of all ages and abilities. And the other thing I really like about this park is how accessible it is to public transit. Um, there is a max stop that is right on the edge of the park. So if you're someone who doesn't have a car or who doesn't want to drive or who doesn't want to try to fight for parking in that parking lot, you can take the blue line down to the Merlot Road Southwest 158th Avenue station and get off right there, basically in the park. So that's a really cool feature that you don't see a lot when you're talking about some of these more popular hikes, maybe out in the gorge or on Mount Hood. Yeah, that sounds great. Love the accessibility as far as transit. Love the accessibility to those in a wheelchair or, you know, you're pushing your kid in a stroller. It sounds like just a perfect place for a large variety of people to enjoy nature, which is amazing. Exactly. That's exactly right. Um, and again, this is just one of so many options. And that's what I like about looking to the suburbs for hiking is there's so many options. People just, for whatever reason, don't think to look in some of these places unless maybe you live there. Mm-hmm. And so moving on to, to Clark County, that's a great you know sort of case in point. I know so many Portlanders who refuse to go to Clark County for any reason. It's like crossing the Columbia River. There's some sort of invisible barrier there that people do not want to go over. <laughs> but there are so many amazing places to go hiking just right there in Clark County, in Vancouver, Camas, Washougal area, um, mm-hmm. that really people are doing a disservice to themselves by not checking it out. Yeah. Okay. So what number one recommendation, Clark County hiking, what do we got? You know, it's got to be the Steigerwald National Wildlife Refuge. Um, this is a, a really cool wildlife refuge right there on the Columbia River. Uh, it's sort of outside the town of Washougal, which is outside the town of Camas, which is outside Vancouver. So it's just out there a little bit, um, not really too far from Portland, though, because um, you're driving on freeways for most of the time. Um, but it's a really, really nice wildlife refuge. They just redid the whole thing and spent two years reconnecting this um, creek to the the Columbia River itself. So floodwaters in the Columbia for like five decades were not able to actually 
enter this area because they built all these levees blocking it off. Um, so now that they've allowed the floodwaters to return and they saw the effects of this in this really rainy spring that we had, you have um, all of these waterfowl returning, salmon now are sort of oh. swimming up the creek and entering this area again. Uh, they replanted a bunch of plants. And so it is just a, a spectacular place if you want to go see some wildlife. Um, I saw an osprey sitting in a tree eating a fish. I saw like a million oh turtles, gosh. you know, herons and uh, a beaver in the pond. I mean, there's just all kinds of stuff out there. It's a place to bring your binoculars or to bring your long camera lens and, you know, walk slowly and just observe. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure I was driving by and I saw a sign for this the other day and I was curious about it. And now that I'm looking at pictures and seeing like this great, you know, marshy area, it looks so peaceful. And uh, I can't imagine the different, uh, the wildlife you'd see and all the birding opportunities and just, you know, hiking out there, but also just taking some time to kind of ground down and connect exactly exactly it's kind of one of those places where it's really nice to sort of go slower you know yeah um, not it's not for everyone of course um and you know that's the again the nice thing about the suburbs that there's something for everyone out here so for folks who want you know more trail more place where they can maybe go running or you know really go hiking at a quicker pace if you just go back from Washougal into Camas towards uh Lacamas Lake there is a really nice park there called Lacamas Park where there is a whole network of hiking trails that lead around Round Lake and then kind of off along Lacamas Creek. Um, and this is a place where really quickly you find yourself in a place that you would never expect to be in suburbs. So there's a bunch of little tiny waterfalls. There's some really interesting oh, cliffs man. with a place called Pothole Falls um, with some really interesting um, pools and cliffs and you're really just kind of out in the thick of things um, really quickly while still being in the middle of Camus. And I think that's just, it's just a really cool place to get out. Um, sort of again, to f get, feel like you're getting out into nature without having mm -hmm. to go too far, you know? Yeah. Looking at these pictures again, gosh, <laughs> and there's just like so much for me to explore. Every time we talk, I feel like I'm really just like, oh yep. my gosh, I have so many options. Where do I even start? Yep. But yeah, these great little waterfalls, you know, the bridges going over some of the running water, uh, looks like an awesome, awesome time. So we're going to talk some more about what you need to know about hiking in the suburbs of Portland right after a short break. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. All right, we are back and we are talking about hiking in the suburbs of Portland. And we're going to go over just a few other things to note about some of the trails that we just mentioned. So one of the things that we briefly talked about is that, you know, it's close to a lot of people and where people are living. So obviously it might lend to some bigger crowds. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, this is a, a situation where you cannot expect solitude at any of these places, you know, maybe <laughs> in the off season, maybe early on a weekday morning, 
maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, even then, I'm sure you're going to run into dog walkers or runners or somebody out there. Again, these are in yeah. the thick of residential areas. You you're just have to expect that there are going to be people there. Um, and so that means a lot of times that parking lots may be overflowing, may be crowded. But again, the beauty of this area is that there's so many places to go that if you come with a plan B and a plan C, if one place is overcrowded, check out the next place. If that's overcrowded, check out the next place. You know, um, de- but definitely plan on seeing other people wherever you go. Got it. And as we're kind of going through all these places, uh, a lot of them are family friendly. And I noticed that a lot of them seem to have like playground areas, which is great. And we talked about some places are more paved and great place to walk with your stroller. Um, would you say most of the places that we talked about are pretty family friendly? Oh, yeah. I, I think I'd, I said it, all of the places we talked about are family friendly. And um, as I'm, I'm working on this hiking guide, which is going to expand to a bunch more places, I think, you know, just about every single one is you could describe as family friendly. So that means easy hiking trails, good amenities like restrooms or playgrounds or picnic tables, um, places mm-hmm. where you, you could feel comfortable for the most part taking your kids. Now that's not applicable to everywhere. And depending on how you hike, how long, how quickly, you know, that's up to you. But I mean, when we're talking about suburban hikes, look, the suburbs are places where most people like to go because they want to raise a family out there. Um, and so most of these places that they, that they, that they build as parks or hiking trails, they, they design with that in mind. So you're going to see a lot of spots that specifically are designed to cater to families to hikers of all ages and abilities. That's awesome. And obviously, since we're so close to a lot of neighborhoods and where people are living, there's some great food options that are very close by, maybe before your hike, after your hike, or both. Yes. That's like the great perk of hiking in the suburbs is getting done with the trail and like just getting to go to whatever restaurants are nearby. And there is some really good food in the suburbs of Portland as a surprise to no one. Um, Beaverton has excellent dining options. There's some really Uh great uh, uh, restaurants in downtown Camas. Um, Vancouver, obviously, lots of great spots to eat in Vancouver. Oregon City, I mean, there's stuff all over the place. So I would definitely recommend pairing a suburban hike with like a tour of the suburban dining scene. Because, it, you know, why not? If you're going to be out there, get some nature time in, get some dinner in or some lunch, um, go out and mm-hmm. have a drink afterward, whatever you want to do. But I'd say don't miss out on these suburban eating destinations while you're out there. Exactly. And for me personally, when I'm hiking, as I've said before, I take my dog Stella. And one of the greatest things that I like about living in this area is that after I take her for a hike, you can easily find a nice food cart pod where I can bring her along. She chills out. There's usually like water bowls out for dogs. And uh, like in Beaverton, for instance, uh, I love BG's food cartel. Oh, There's yeah. a million and one options there. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, you will not uh, come up short with food options in any of these suburban hikes. That's right. We mentioned in a previous episode about food carts being a thing in Portland. Food carts are also such a thing in this Portland suburbs. I mean, yeah. they're literally everywhere out there. Okay. And lastly, public transportation to these hikes. I know we mentioned 
uh, one of the hikes was had great access as far as public transportation goes. But how about the rest? Yeah, I mean, several of them do. Certainly not all of them are super easy to get to in public transit. But uh, compared to some of the, the more popular hiking spots in the area, these are way more accessible. So, I mean, if you, yeah. sure, you can get on um, a bus and go out to the gorge and they can drop you off at Rooster Rock or Angel's Rest. There are options out there. Um, but a, a lot of times you, ha- you have to have a car to drive out to these remote trailheads um, just to get out there without it being a big hassle. But, you know, when you're looking at the suburbs, most of the time there is either a train or a bus that is going to stop right near or next to some of these parks or trailheads. So um, if you're a person who doesn't want to or can't use a car for whatever reason, it is definitely worth looking at these places to go specifically because there are likely going to be ways to get there without needing to drive a car at all. Even, you know, bike there and then Mm -hmm. go on a hike. Exactly. Exactly. And again, this is, I think, you know, there are so many different reasons to love these suburban hikes. The fact that they're so accessible, the fact that they're near so much food, the fact that they're so family friendly, and the fact that there's just so many of them, I think, uh, is reason enough to go out and explore them. And I think, you know, folks who, who either, um, don't want to fight for all these, you know, few parking spots at, you know, Angel's Rest or out on the coast or whatever, or people who just have been to all the spots and want to try something new, there is a whole like world of opportunity here out in the suburbs. And I, I always just want to implore people to go check out some new places you haven't been to before, have some new experiences and, you know, give our suburbs some love. And honestly, it's what makes living here so great is that you just have a world of options of exploring the outdoors without having to travel too far at all. That's right, Vicki. And folks, that'll do it for us today. Until next time, you can watch our videos on the Oregonians YouTube channel and view all of our travel and outdoors coverage on OregonLive.com slash travel, as well as Here'sOregon.com. Please leave us a rating or review if you enjoy the show. And if you want to support this podcast and our local journalism, please consider a subscription to Oregon Live. You can find details at OregonLive.com slash pod support. Also, if you're a fan of the show and are interested in potentially sponsoring it, you can get in touch with our marketing people at advertise at oregonian.com. This episode of the show was produced by me, Vicki Connor, alongside Jamie Hale and Andrew Thien. Stay safe and happy travels, everyone. Until next time, we leave you with this 10 seconds of Zen.